Hi, and welcome to Game On, presented by No Tokens Required. I'm Chris. I'm Caleb. And today we are talking about Assassin's Creed Origins, developed by Ubisoft Montreal, published by Ubisoft. Caleb, what was your hype like leading up to this one? I can't even remember, man. Like, no? No. You know, it's kind of at this point in time in the game, I was just... Yeah, it's an Assassin's Creed game. Whoopee. <laughs> um, there was a little bit more. Like, I do like Egypt, but I feel like Egypt is overhyped. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Like, everything's freaking Egypt. Egypt was... And maybe it was just more when I was a kid. Yeah. Ancient Egypt gods, all that. It was, it was really played up when I was a kid. And so I've just kind of never been a big fan of Egypt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like... I just I thought it was mainstream and I was like fuck that. Um, <laughs> are you are you telling me that you were a Egyptian hipster basically? Like you liked it before it was cool? Yes. <laughs> okay. And then it became cool and I was like, well, you guys are all fucking posers. <laughs> I like um, it first. <laughs> Gonna tell my mom. Uh, no. So like, but ultimately, it's an Assassin's Creed game, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um. And I'd seen a couple of things. They'd updated the combat system. They'd updated, you know, the parkour system. Um, they were incorporating some world boss events, which, in all honesty, to me, it sounded like those world boss events were going to play out differently than they did. Okay. Right? Um, but, and we can get to that. But, like, it's, I just didn't really care. Yeah. Yeah. Ultimately, at the end of the day, I was just like, it's another Assassin's Creed game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the mutual friend of ours, Justin, he's, he's the main reason why I ended up playing it was because he was like, dude, no, you got to play this game. Really? Yeah. Hmm. And last I knew he hasn't even played the game yet. So, (laughs) but he's a huge Assassin's Creed fan, right? Right. Like, and he was just like, dude, no, this is like, this is, they're going back to the basis. This is the story. Like. Fuck Unity, fuck Syndicate. This is this is this is what's gonna breathe life back into this franchise. Mm-hmm. So I bought the game, and maybe, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I had a lot of high hopes for it. I'll I'll say that it was cool. Okay. What about yourself, man? Like it's so this is your world. Oh, so yeah, I have always been fat, like infatuated with ancient Egypt. Um, we did a project in middle school mm-hmm. where we did a whole week themed of Egyptian stuff. And I, I just thought it was so cool. I loved the ideas and the looks of the gods from Egypt times, the movie Stargate. I love, I was one of my favorite bad sci-fi movies. I mean, I, I actually don't think it's a bad sci-fi movies for a time. It was, it was really good. Absolutely. For the time it's great. The acting is a little meh when you look back on it, but it's great. I love it. I loved everything about it. I, the first the 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 first Egyptian god I ever memorized was Anubis because he had the head of a jackal and I thought that was cool because I'm in love with canids and yeah I was so as far as the game goes when I heard it was being in, released and it was about Egypt times but the thing that really got me was that it was the origins because that I thought was really cool because originally we had only come in after the assassin order had been set up well set up at, at this point in time this game takes place in like um late bcs yeah uh yeah uh, so 40, 47 bc yeah 49 yeah yeah late somewhere in there yeah real close to the change yeah and um 
so yeah, so I was really excited from the story perspective of the Assassin's Order being set up. I was really excited. I thought it was cool. It was going to be set in Egypt. I didn't realize there was going to be so much sand, even though I knew it was in Egypt, but we'll get to that. So I would say that I was pretty stoked about it. I did think it was really neat that they were trying to get away from some stuff. So I was looking forward to this. Did take me around uh, a while to get around to playing it, but... I mean, I started playing it, and I i mean, I almost didn't stop until I was done with it. So I was really liking it. Yeah, you see, it didn't take me very long to get around to playing it. Basically, as soon as the game came out, I started playing it. But that's because I basically play any new game that comes out. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's it's pretty bad. But yeah, no, it, it was kind of the same thing. Like, But again, it, it was a lot of the same stuff, mm-hmm. right? Like over and over and over and over and over and over and over again gather missions gather supplies upgrade equipment like all the new stuff that they had incorporated throughout all these other games and everything i do feel like this was like the amazing combination of all of that yeah there's there's no there's no managing a base like in assassin's creed 2 where you have to upgrade a structure or even assassin's creed 4 there was some of that uh, at your pirate base yeah i did know? kind of forget about the base system but i don't i don't think it was needed no exactly that's my point is that you know they got rid of that they got rid of the um the teamwork aspect from assassin's creed brotherhood uh they still had the ship combat because they did so well with that so i thought that was okay but i honestly didn't do much of it just because i liked the ship part of assassin's creed 4 so much that i didn't really want to taint that memory yeah and the fighting system, the new fighting system that we finally got is completely different because up until this point, it's always been this sort of animated tete-a-tete back and forth kind of thing with attacks, blocks, parries, and so on and so forth. And in this one, they just said, everybody's got a hitbox, you know, no more, um, no more eagle vision. Yeah. Now you have an eagle to do your stuff. Yeah. You know? Well, you've kind of always always had an eagle this isn't the first time where they gave you a animal companion right but um, but they definitely incorporated it i was more, gonna I say, say yeah this is the first time that you use it and you can see it too right because i'm pretty sure this came out after um ghost recon wildlands yeah and wildlands introduced the drone or they had gave you a drone and it's the same mechanic so i thought it was a really cool um incorporation to it because now instead of being in a crowd and looking around, now you had your eagle who could kind of call stuff out for you. So I did think that, yeah, some of the changes that they were making were were good changes. It made it feel less like a real Assassin's Creed game or an original Assassin's Creed game, but I don't think that necessarily hindered it. But I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I think it, it did to a certain extent because it they tried to step away from the primary concept. Mm-hmm. But they also went back to the basics. Mm -hmm. Like, even in the storyline, you see they kind of went back to the basics. The last three, four games? Three games. Uh, Pirates, Unity, Syndicate. Three. No, three had it. You don't have Desmond. Oh, as oh, far yeah, as yeah, Black yeah. Flag that's on, what you mean. That's so what like, you mean. Yeah, yeah, there's no death. You're talking the outside part. There's no outside part. Yeah. In this, they brought the outside part back. Well, I mean, you did. You were the Abstergo employee. In four, it's not the same, and then and you know you, it. And then you were the player being recruited by Bishop and Unity and Syndicate. But you are right; it's it, it's a different storytelling because now we have a named character who's outside yeah. the Animus deciding to go through these. So yeah, you are right. I mean, it is different. They and they did kind of circle around to focusing on a person outside the Animus, outside of the Animus, yeah. skin. And, and in a third person perspective, you're doing your own exploration. Like at first, all you have is Bayek. 
and you're using his DNA sample to kind of throw or do everything, right? Which does provide a little bit of a confusion because through the past games, you you know he's not the first assassin. Or at least that's what we're led to believe mm-hmm. is he's not the first assassin. Yeah. But because now you're outside, of, you can actually get out of the Animus, walk around in a third-person view... You do some exploration and you come across his wife, right, Aya? Mm. And now you're like, oh, shit. They stepped away from that in the last couple of games. And I'm really glad that they brought it back because it really shows you what's happening in the world outside, right? The overarching storyline of Abstergo versus the Assassins because, you know, basically Abstergo is code for Templars. Yeah. So I did enjoy that. But that's where it also kind of made me feel like now we're rebooting. (laughs) Yeah, and I can understand that. I, it definitely does feel reminiscent. There really is no sense of cohesion between what you're doing outside the Animus versus what's going You're not establishing anything in the real world. No. And, and inside the Animus, the story is about establishing the Assassin Order. Okay, well, so, hold on. I think you're establishing the main character. Well... I think you're establishing yourself. Because think about what she's trying to do, right? The whole reason why she's doing this is so that she can prove herself to Abstergo and grow in the company. Mm -hmm. But through this process, she finds out Abstergo ain't what they appear to be, (laughs) right? So now it's a reestablishment of herself within the assassins. Yeah. Okay. All right. I can, I can, you know, I can see that she's uncovered the truth. So I think there's loosely a premise there, like, because that was the big thing with Desmond, right? Right. What was happening in the game reflected what was happening in the animus in the animus through the memories. Yeah, I'm sorry. I I, I think I messed up that statement, but you get what I'm saying. Like what was happening to Desmond was what was happening to whatever character you were playing in the animus. Mm -hmm. They kind of go hand in hand. Now, there were some that it was not. Yeah, it wasn't 100 percent. It wasn't 100 percent. But it, they were definitely relatable, and I can I think that was kind of the same thing here, but it was their establishment of a new character, right? Because if you remember the first game, way back, what, in the 2000s, mm-hmm. 2007, we had, to, we had to learn Desmond. Yeah. We had to meet him. And here we have this character, Layla, and we got to meet her. Mm-hmm. So it, it is kind of that stumbling block of like, well, hey, here's this new person for you. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, we do meet Miles. William, right? Well, yeah, William Miles, Desmond's yeah. dad. Desmond's dad again. So there's a familiar face. Mm-hmm. Um, if I recall, we do hear, oh, God, what's his name? Sean? Yes. Sean Hastings? Like, yeah, you, you end up talking to Sean again. Like, there's some characters from the past that you are still interacting with in this game. So there's some familiar faces there. I don't know. I, I, again, I just, I felt like it was their way of trying to do a reboot. Because you got to think, Assassin's Creed, not only did it come out in 2007, right? But it's basically talking about the Assassin Order. And at the time period, we're be- we're supposed to believe that this, this group of people was the beginning and only mm-hmm. Assassin's Order. And that takes place during the Third Crusade. So we're talking at latest 1200 AD. Mm-hmm. This game literally takes place 1200 <laughs> years before that. Like... 1250 years before that really like and so this is such a huge difference between when this was set up and established and everything what not better to do a reboot with than the actual beginning yeah and that and 
in hindsight, now that you've mentioned it, I, I just, maybe I would have just liked it a little bit stronger of a correlation between we're setting up Layla being the new primary outside the Animus yeah. character and some sort of correlation of we're also now going back to the origins of the Assassin Order. And then you can kind of see it because, yeah, Bayek gets brought into what's going on that turns into it and Layla yeah. kind of gets brought into it as well. Unknowingly, unknowingly, <laughs> they have their. They start off having their own purposes, mm-hmm. right? Biax is, of course, revenge. You can't have an Assassin's Creed game without the revenge, right? Yeah, that's like, that's the number one thing here. Number one thing, fuck it being hidden in the history. If there's no revenge, it's not Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Um, and through that revenge story, he ends up finding out there's a much bigger story at play, mm-hmm. right? So it's his own personal needs his own personal goals and then finds out there's something much bigger and then becomes a part of that. Mm -hmm. She starts off with, I want to advance in this company. I want to prove to them. I know what the fuck I'm doing. I want to become a field agent. Mm -hmm. Basically. I want to go out in the field. So I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to go out in the field and I'm going to prove it to them. And through that, she discovers there's something much, much larger at play. And then she becomes a part of that. So I think if we really break this down, there's much more parallels between the two scenarios than what we might have even originally believed. Yeah, I know. And I mean, that's, you know, that you make a really good point because it does, it, it fits, like I said, I just think I maybe would have liked if it fit a little, little bit, bit better. better. Maybe instead of trying to prove herself to the agency, maybe she found some sort of like, Maybe she found some sort of inconsistency with a report and decided yeah. to take matters into her own hands and say, wait a minute, this report doesn't really match up. I'm going to go investigate. And, you know, maybe maybe she submitted a report and found out that they had altered it. And she went, no, th- I know that I was right. Let me go check that because now she can say, oh, they altered it because they're the bad guys. Because now that I'm going back reliving these people who were doing this thing, maybe something but like think that. About, think about what we experienced with Abstergo over the last couple of games. Mm-hmm. You know, we start off as this bright-eyed young employee, first day of work, and <laughs> we go in there, and they they look like a video entertainment company. Mm-hmm. If they're the devil, so is Sony. <laughs> like, that, basically, that's that's the kind of attitude, right? Because, like, who would think a, a, a video conglomerate entertainment company like that is secretly going around the world killing people and trying to control everybody's brain? Are we talking about EA? That was low. <laughs> but, and damn, that was too good. That was too good. I got nothing. I got nothing, man. Get, score one, Chris. But yeah, and, and so we're introduced as Abstergo not necessarily being the bad guy, but just being run by bad people. Mm-hmm. In this one, we fully find out, no, that company is through and through from evil. Yeah. And... I think that was a big thing that they had to reveal in this because how else are you going to draw me into the next game? Yeah. <laughs> or the next game or the Cause let's be real here. If they survived through unity, they ain't going to stop anytime soon. No, like it's, no. it's going on. Yeah. I mean, at this point it's just what time period can we set an Assassin's Creed game in? That'll be a lot of fun. And how much fun can we have in that world? Right. Like, and they've got a plethora to choose from. And like every time they're, they announce we're coming out with a new game, I always see all these posts of people being like, well, do the Mayas and do the Incas and do this and do this. And I'm like, dude, there's choose to throw a dart (laughs) at a map 
and then throw a dart out of basically a giant timeline. Yeah. <laughs> and then you just do a game from that area at that time. Like, done. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the, I don't think it's a matter of time periods for them, but it is this first civilization storyline. Yeah. Right? Because, again, as I'm saying, resetting, right? Mm-hmm. What was what was the main thing at the end of Layla's first person, you know, out of out of animus storyline. Oh, she comes across the first civilization. The first civilization's a bunch of dicks. The first civilization's like, you're pivotal to stopping the apocalypse. Sound familiar? <laughs> like, this game was their reboot. Mm-hmm. I, I fully, I fully believe that. And the problem that I had with that is, well, great. You gave me a unique storyline inside of the animus. Why couldn't you give me one out? Mm-hmm. Why do you have to repeat the same thing that Desmond did? Which, that's what it feels like to me. She's repeating the same thing Desmond did. She uses the Animus to learn how to be an assassin through Bayek's life. Bayek's well, and Aya's life. She learns. She, she doesn't learn how to be an assassin, but she learns about him. She's not an assassin by the end of the game. Like, she's not what we call an assassin. Correct. She doesn't have a hidden blade. She's not she does around, have a hidden blade. She's not going around stabbing people. She did go around stabbing people. She did. There was an elite team that came to kill her, and she kills all of them. Well, yes. With but, what? With what? A hidden blade? Okay. Maybe, oh my god, Chris, no! Maybe I should rephrase this, right? <laughs> so, she defends herself. This is not This is not the bleed effect. This is not Assassin's Creed 2. This is not her... She does not learn how to be an assassin. She just defends herself. Because... Using the bleed effect from living as Bayek because she uses the same maneuvers, the same climbing skills... There is, you know, she literally nope. states in the game that she did not know how to do this stuff. She doesn't do it in the next game. I hate you. <laughs> you can't, we're not talking about the next game. I'm just and saying. And in the next game, she is an official assassin. Yeah, she works for the Order probably the same way that Sean and Rebecca do, but she isn't. Sean and Rebecca are official assassins. Yes, but they're not, they aren't out there stabby stabby yeah stabby stabby they're more espionage corporate espionage now it's it's not is she double o layla is that what you're trying to tell me <laughs> yes <laughs> yes no i i get that i get that and she does attack these people out of self-defense but it's because of the bleed effect that she's able to sneak around and kill them well, you gotta give me that because she's using these this stuff and she says like Okay, uh, Deanna or Dana or however you say her fucking partner's name that ends up dying. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler warning. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah. Right. Um, she even says like, "Oh my god, how the hell are you doing this?" And she's like, "I don't know. <laughs> it must be the bleed effect." You know what? You know what it is. It's. I don't feel like she spent enough time. I feel like when Desmond was doing it in two, oh, more days had, passed. Yeah. Well, he had all of the first game. Mm-hmm. And then he had the second game, which more days did pass. And it was directly focused yeah. on the bleed effect. Okay. In this one, it wasn't. It was just kind of a side effect of her being in Bayek. Mm-hmm. And then when she added on Aya's, because you know how she like adds both of their DNA samples in there against the recommendation of her handler or friend or whatever Deanna was. Yeah. Um, because, you know, she was then, like, pulling from two different DNA strands mm-hmm. to complete this memory cycle. Mm-hmm. And she told her, like, this can really fuck with your head. Don't do this. And Layla's like, ah, fuck it, whatever. I got it. This is, psh, bitch, please. <laughs> and, yeah. So, like, 
between the two of them, she did learn a lot because both of them did fight and act a little differently. And if like you pay attention to her when she does those maneuvers and she's moving around, it is kind of a little bit more Bayek than it is Aya because you spend more time as Bayek, right. but you can feel Aya in there. I don't know. Maybe it was a, maybe it was a little too subtle for me at the time. Maybe. To but, me, it was like, oh my god, they copy pasted the game. <laughs> but speaking of um, the similar journeys, uh, why don't we actually talk about it? Why don't we get into the plot a little bit? Okay, fine, you go. Hey guys, just want to give you a heads up. From here on out, there's a ton of spoilers. Listen at your discretion. Okay. Um, so yeah, like we said, it starts off um, in late or early depending on how you want to look at it um 49 bc you start playing as biok he is what's called a magi and my understanding of magi is just they are sort of religious spiritual protectors Protectors. yeah yeah is basically it anybody watch the mummy with brendan fraser yeah i love that's what they are i love those guys yeah yeah yeah, um and you are protecting a place called Siwa Oasis. Mm-hmm. And um, through a course of events, eventually you're abducted and with your son. Um, Who's like six or seven yeah, years he, old. Yeah, I know. Like, yeah, he's like super young. Super young son uh, by, by a, a group of masked men. And you go to this, they take you to this underground vault um, in the Temple of Amun. Which you can definitely tell. It's a first civilization structure. It's... Through and through. By this point in the Assassin's Creed series, you've seen enough of these first civilization structures. You know exactly what it is. They always make me think of Tron. It's, right? it's very dark structures with white, very white lights. Um, or bright lights, even. I think of... It, it, it's actually Transformers is what I think of. Okay. Like like Cybertron. Mm-hmm. That's what I kind of think yeah. of. As, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It, it is very... It is. They did a very good job of being... This is a first civilization thing, yeah. not anything. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so the men, they give Bayek a dormant apple of Eden. Once again, these are the MacGuffins that we are using to um, kind of throw into the stories. And pretty much they all do something. Some control minds. Some can heal incurable wounds. Well, and we don't know what, what what this one can do. Yeah, and it's dormant too, so. Yeah, and that's the thing. But they don't know that at the time. Right. It's just not working mm-hmm. and they're getting super pissed yeah and so they they're, they try to make biok open it up and he can't so his son ends up and i i don't know about you but i the whole entire time granted you're only a handful of minutes into the game at this point and yeah and i was I, like 10 15 i was like you're not gonna do this you're not gonna do this you're really gonna do this and your son kemu uh helps you escape but in the struggle you inadvertently you kill your son yep and i always give props to movies and games that are willing to kill kids because it's really not a place a lot of places go um a lot of movies and games kind of shy away from stuff like that so i immediately gave this game props it was good for you for for sticking to your guns and being like this dead is, kid yeah dead kid is a good way to get a story moving Oh, definitely. Most definitely. And even worse yet, right? Like, and again, this is something that there's a, there's a key example um, of this in the original Spider-Man series. uh, Gwen Stacy gets kidnapped by the Green Goblin and thrown off the Washington Bridge, Mm -hmm. right? And Spider-Man has to choose either capturing the Green Goblin or saving Gwen Stacy, which of course Gwen Stacy was his girlfriend at the time. So 
he goes to save Gwen Stacy. Of course. Right? The, yes. Yeah. Well, he shoots. He's falling after her and realizes he's not falling fast enough. He's not going to get to her in time. So he shoots his web and it catches her right at the base of her skull. And in the comic, you see the, the web tighten and the word snap. Yeah. And he broke her neck and killed her. Ugh. Right? After that, parents had such an outroar about this that any comic published any any remake reprints that's what the word i was looking for any reprints published after that they removed the word snap hmm yeah i didn't know that it's the only difference and then since that point any kind of media has been very very afraid of having a heroic character kill one they loved killed a child kill something like that so not only did they kill a child they had his father do it inadvertently yeah like it wasn't an intentional thing of like ha, i'm going to kill you before you can overthrow me no no it was oh shit i just killed my son yeah it's i'm going for this guy oh he moved son got in the way now my son is dead dead yeah and i was heartless because i was like haha that sucks <laughs> oh that's terrible i know i know but like you saw it coming from a mile away oh okay yeah i was like like I... come on dude if you were blind to that it's because you weren't looking yeah. <laughs> um so a year passes and you've been you've exiled yourself but of course this is an assassin's creed game and one of the biggest motivating factors is you decide to get revenge on revenge! these <laughs> revenge on these five guys <laughs> Yeah, uh, you end up finding one of them, Rujek. And now here's what I liked about this game. Oh, sorry. You end up finding one of them, Rujek. And what I like about this is in this game they had a nice page on your menu where they listed all of the people you go after, and they all had animal names. Yep. You know, this guy was called the Heron. Well, but if you notice, their mask, the oh, yeah. war coincided with their animal names, mm-hmm. which is why he got them because he didn't know who these people were. He just knew their masks. Yeah. So. Just putting that out there. Like, yeah, it's cool, but it's not like a random thing of he was like, I'm just going to randomly assign fucking yeah, animals yeah, no, to no, these people. No. <laughs> it was, no, the masks that they wore coincided with the animal name. Mm-hmm. And the, what I loved even more is then that animal name coincided with what that villain did, right? Like how that villain acted mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Which, of course, like if you're going to assign animals to people, like, you know, you're going you're gonna to make it appropriate right <laughs> um like somebody's the crab who has crabs like, no 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 yeah. no 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 oh yeah no. he's the crab no no <laughs> Ugh, gross <laughs> all right sorry i'm back so yeah so then bike goes and he returns to siwa to kill the next person on his list the ibis uh but his name is madunaman Madunamon. Madunamon. Yeah. Priest. Madunamon. Yes, he's a priest. Because, of course, um, you know, and obviously, usually these bad guys are doing stuff that bad guys do. They're they're controlling the populace through fear or hunger or force. They are enslaving people. They are torturing people. I mean, Selling bad, people. Yeah, yeah, bad guys be people, bad guys. Killing people. Yeah. And it, it, it's kind of like, and this was always something that I've always had. And more so in this game, but I've always had a problem with, right? Was like, they are blatant about it Mm -hmm. in the games. Yeah. So are you telling me that it took the murder of of his son to finally realize that in his own hometown that there was a priest 
who was beating and slaving and selling people. I don't think that it happened until after the fact. Uh-huh. That is That's what I'm going to say. such a great coincidence. <laughs> Uh, like I, I understand, a year has passed, mm-hmm. right? Like, well, because he was torturing the Seawinds because he was trying to get information on how to open the vault, yeah. which is what makes me think maybe it we, happened. Yeah, afterwards we get them. They couldn't figure out how to open it with them. Yeah, we get the Magi. He doesn't open it. Now he's disappeared. Okay, I'm just going to torture the populace until somebody comes forward and tells me to open it. Now, granted, he could have been doing it prior, but yeah, it would make sense that Bayak would have known that. But yeah, it, and it's just it's just the little things around there. Like I was all just, of a sudden in this year, this evil spreads like a fucking virus yeah. <laughs> across Egypt and like in all of these different places. Because you don't just stay in Siwa. Like you you go oh, yeah. you go to Alexandria and all these other places. And in every one that you walk into, there's like six or seven guys who are just doing some really evil fucked up shit. And you're just kind of like. What? <laughs> Why is nobody like acknowledging that this man just beat the crap out of that woman? Like, uh, and it's it's, but it's in all of them. It's in all of the assassins. Oh yeah, games no, it's, it's like that. Well, and it's, it's always been something that's kind of been like, Neh. what's her favorite saying? Video games got a video game. Whatever. <laughs> favorite games got a video game. Whatever, whatever. Um, and so so yeah, so then. So then after that, you go to Alexandria, where Aya, we've already mentioned her, Bayek's wife, tells you that she's... Which this is the first time you meet her. Is it? I thought you met her... No, I thought you met her before when you and your son left. I thought you met her then. I don't remember meeting her then. But you could be right. I just don't remember it. Because again, up until this point, like she's not a pivotal person. I don't remember. I could have swore that you did. I could be wrong. It It has been like a year since I played it. Yeah, I don't know. Or... Maybe a little bit more, but I, I I just I feel like this was the first time because you're you're jumping through rooftops and you've got to go into like this secret entrance into this place. Yes, to meet her. Yes, and because it's, it's like where you met his kids or you used to meet his kids or something, yeah. right? Yeah. If I remember correctly, something like that. Yeah, I, I'm not sure, but you do the hippity dippity. Yes, I remember that. I was like, ooh la la. So yeah, so you meet you meet your wife and she tells you that she's been tracking another of the masked men. She also tells you that she's already killed one of them, uh, Acteon, 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 Acteon. Thank you. Uh, or, the vulture, or the vulture, and Catesos, the ram, leaving, <laughs> leaving only one left, the snake. Um, and he is identified by it as the royal scribe, Erderos, Ederos. Yeah, you still screwed it up, man. I know, Erderos, Erderos, um. As the snake. Right. So you identify him as the snake, right? And then, so now you're making a plot to kill him. And, like, I can tell you at this point in the game, I'm like, damn, this is going to be a short fucking game. Oh, yeah. I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, okay, we're already down to the last guy that we have to kill to get revenge. Shortest Assassin's Creed ever, but fun literal sandbox to go play in. And that's what it was. Like, I don't know how much exploring and stuff that I did and gathering all the little collectibles and all that other stuff. And I had a really good time. Mm Mm-hmm. Running around the desert. And then at the same time, like, I, I I started playing the game when it first released. And after about the first week of gameplay, which, you know, I wasn't I wasn't dumping in my normal, like, hardcore, I'm going to play this for at least four or five hours a night type deal yeah. into it. They started the world events. Yeah, <laughs> nice. And after going and fighting in one of those, I quickly realized, nope, I have to be max fucking level for this because yep. there's no fucking way I can do this. Yep. And I realized that was basically 
the only way you were going to do it is if you beat the game, you max leveled out and everything like that. And I was like, I'm easily, I still easily have another 30 hours left to go in this game. Mm -hmm. Easily. I, I think it's level 40 is when you can start really tackling those world of those boss. I thought it was 40. Like, like 80, bro. No, no, I no, I could have swore that I was doing. I could have swore that I was if doing. If you were doing it, brava, brava, because <laughs> I could not. Yeah, like, I'm. I'm dead serious. I had to max level and then find like the best gear because I just I was not good at the like. You have to be really good at dodging. I was gonna say, and I was not really good at yeah, dodging. Don't get me wrong. There were plenty of times where my better half would be in the other room and hear me screaming profanities about I. I dodged that. That's garbage it's not my fault it's the lag all those good gamer phrases that we scream out when we suck yeah no they were they were hard they were they were fun once you could do them but there was very little variety there was only a handful of them you know once you pretty much got the gear that you wanted you I, might be right I because don't... i think the max level after the two expansions sorry for cutting you off that's fine um was 55 so it may have very well been like 40 oh I don't even remember there being a max level. I just remember. yeah, there there was a max level because you had you had to max level out. So sorry, I just looked it up. Yeah, like okay, so the hidden one was previously announced to only boost the cap level just five levels from forty to forty five, but mm. it did it. To, um, oh, that's right. There is a max level, but you can continuously increase your experience to get more experience points. So yes, you are right. There is a yeah, max level. There okay. is a max level, which stops increasing your stats. Right. And everything like that. But you and can then, keep putting points into your your three major specs. And we haven't even really talked about this yet. There's now an actual skill tree. Like, I mean, yeah. I know that Syndicate had a skill tree. But not like this. Not like this. Not no. like this. No. This actually improved combat. This improved um, improved rogue takedowns. abilities. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was a t I, you had the three main trees. You had your, your hunter stuff, your seer stuff, and your warrior stuff. And they were fucking badass oh it was so cool yeah like because you I, I will give props to the combat system in this game oh yeah like i, love I the think combat. above and beyond this was the best combat system so far in the assassin creed game and i agree and because not only did you have the skill tree right mm -hmm. you could fully you could fully customize yourself out mm -hmm. like fully mm -hmm. like totally 100 percent depending on your play style like and it was it was amazing. It reminded me a lot of like the Final Fantasy skill trees, though. Mm -hmm. you know, like how they how they did the web effect of like you've got to go here and do this, and you you know sometimes to get a certain thing you had to have points into your seeker and your hunter, right, to yeah. unlock this little little crossover section. Yeah, you're and, talking Final Fantasy X, how they did yeah. it, how they did it with that. Yeah, because the whole thing is like a. And I don't want to say grid. it's a grid. Yeah. It's, yeah. And yeah, there are, you know, it's like, I, I want this. I want to have the ability to have two you know, equip two bows at once. There are multiple paths to get there that yeah. you can kind of go through because if you want to get there. Mentioning that, right. Oh God. There's so much in this game now that like, as we keep talking, I'm like, <laughs> fuck, wait, there's this, there's this. Oh my God, there's this. Yeah. Um, the weapons in it, mm -hmm. right? Like they did incorporate picking up other weapons and everything like that along along with the fact you could buy weapons yep. and you can find weapons in chests. So when he talks about equipping two bows, you had three different types of bows. There was the long bow, the, the long range sniper bow. Yeah. There was the super quick hunting bow. Hunt, like, yeah. Hunter bow. That was kind of what rapid fire, rapid fire, but yeah. very you short range. Equip you could equip like seven arrows on that bitch at once, which let me tell you, 
being an actual person who shoots bows, I want, I dare anybody, <laughs> I dare any, I will pay you a hundred bucks if you could show me an unedited version of one person shooting seven arrows accurately into seven targets that are 10 feet apart from each other. <laughs> Fuck you, video games. You make reality impossible. <laughs> you, make, you make reality a worse place. Like, seriously, you can't do it. There's no way. But in this game, man, he's like, oh, they're walking? Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> I like how uh, I even have a screen capture of this. I like how they incorporated the world with hitboxes. I actually shot a guy through. He was in a building. Mm -hmm. I shot him through the window, but I was up on like a walkway that had a lattice pattern on the side. Okay. And I shot through the lattice pattern, not over the railing. Really? Yeah. It was freaking cool to watch like this little tiny hole in the lattice pattern, which was lined up perfectly through the window. It was right lined up perfectly and with this guy's head like, and it just went and got him. It was so cool to watch. And again, it was really cool. Also, for those of you who might know archery, the reality of that shot is basically impossible. <laughs> yep. No, and that's but like, and then you could do it, and then you had your melee weapons, which mm -hmm. there were several different classes of melee weapons: sword and shield, dual dagger, short sword type deal, sickle sword, sickle sword, spears, spears, heavy weapons, axes, so like great yeah. axes, heavy maces. swords, maces, yep. yeah. Depending on the fighting style, depended on what you equipped it. Your armor you could equip differently. Like the the weaponary customization in this mm. was phenomenal. Yep. For those of you who like the crossovers, there was a, a I don't necessarily want to call it a DLC, but it was a DLC mm -hmm. uh, for crossover for Final Fantasy 15 in the game, mm -hmm. where you could run through a mission and you got the. Um, what is that sword from Final Fantasy fifteen? Uh, the engine sword. The engine sword. Something like that. Yeah, no, you're. I think you're right. It's the engine sword, or the prototype engine sword, or something like that. But yeah, you got that sword, which as you're running around the middle of ancient Egypt with this fucking engine sword, you look so out of place. Well, yeah, but and what I like about it is that when you equip it, it does that a blue particle effect, and it just kind of comes out of nowhere. Yeah, <laughs> and it was called which, the uh, Ultima Blade. Okay, which is how you summon your weapons in 15. So, like, that was cool. It was a cool incorporation. But, again, those are the things that also bug the shit out of me at the same time. Mm -hmm. Because that's when it's like, this is this is no longer real. Well, right? like, I mean, you, is... you could get a Chocobo camel. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I mean, like... If we really want to talk about realism in the Assassin's Creed games. We know that we like that it's based kind of on a uh, fictitious reality. Yeah. But and but I I wish it would just stay there more often. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. So like sorry. We we were talking about the 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 storyline kind of went off on a tangent with the skill trees and the weapons, but they're very vital parts because it allowed you to get at least it does with me. I don't know about you, Chris, but I get more invested when I can kind of customize my character up a little bit more that way. Absolutely. So, like, here's my play style. Now my character's geared more towards that, so I'm putting optimal damage out, right, and mm -hmm. defense. And then on top of it, I have the weapons that I like. I The weapons look the way that I like. Yeah. And, and all that stuff. And it, it really makes me go, like, wow. Okay, now I... Now I want to see see him succeed. Mm -hmm. No, I like, yeah, I am similar to you that I like swords that do, you know, like 
health on hit or health regeneration. Yep. Maybe vampire do, swords. Maybe do some sort of damage over time, fire poison kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I do like customizing my armor. It's why I like the next game so much because they just went a step further with the customization and it's like freaking incredible because, yeah. well, so because in this one, I right, feel like it was more focused in the next game than it was in this one. I well, will tell you that. Well, cause in this one, your outfit doesn't do anything stat wise. All of your stats are based on hidden numbers. Yeah. Like you can increase your, your armor by putting points into your armor, but the armor you're wearing doesn't really do anything. No. Whereas in the next one, you have armor that do different things and then you can change the look of that armor. So that way you don't have to look like you went to prom in a, you know, a pink tutu with a sports jacket. You could put on. Can, the... I, can I point out? You literally just described Buffy. No, she wore a leather jacket, not a sports jacket. Big difference. <laughs> oh, my bad. My bad, guys. <laughs> My bad. She was still a badass, and it didn't matter. I would be afraid of her if she came to my prom in a fucking pink tutu and a sports jacket. Oh, don't get me wrong. You're absolutely right. If she was real, I'd be scared of her. But, you know, because it, it's it's a gamer problem, right? Oddly turned on. You want your... <laughs> it's the gamer problem. You want your character to look a specific way. Yeah. And if you have to put on the best quote-unquote armor... And it looks like shit. And you don't like the look, you're kind of hosed. Because you are you either have to say, well, I have to wear this armor that I hate. Or I have to go down a grade of armor to... Get the look I want. <clears throat> to get the look I want. And so Which, let's be real here. I've totally done. Depending on the oh, yeah. game, I've totally done. Yeah, there's... I don't even remember what what game. Like, I, I don't know how of. many boss battles I have fought that have been way more difficult because I have refused. Yeah, to put on the best armor in the game. Oh, or use the best weapon. Skyrim. Skyrim is a great example. Ugh. Heavy axes and heavy swords do more damage, but I don't. I like running a sword and shield get get yeah. up. So. I like to run with a sword and shield. I know the sword does less damage, but I don't want to run around with a heavy sword. Like that's just my play style. Yeah. I like having the shield. And I think the next Assassin's Creed does better because you can say, okay, I want this sword because it has the buffs that I like, mm -hmm. but it it looks like a tuning fork and I don't like that look. I'm going to change the look. In this one, they, they didn't do that. They, they didn't, didn't yeah. they didn't do that. It was you the sword has to look like the way the sword looks, but at least everything looked pretty cool. Like I would have loved to have been able to run with a sickle sword, but I never found one that had the stats I wanted. Yeah, the, I felt like the the sickle sword was the one that was like, hey, here's our cool new weapon. Yeah, and it's very Egyptian-themed. It is, but we're going to give you shit for it. Yeah. And there, literally, there was. There, you had so many better short swords or, or bronze swords or, lar or long swords or whatever that had way better stats. Um, I think like the best get weapon in the game was a sword and shield combo, but it wasn't a sickle sword. Mm -hmm. It was a, a normal, straight, like, Greek bronze sword. Um, I'm just looking over the list of sickle swords. You're a sickle sword. So, okay. So the legendary sickle sword. Now, granted, right, you could level up your weapons to mm -hmm. be best, you know, to be what you wanted them to be. Uh, no, so the, the level of customization in the weapon set here was incredible. Yeah. So Aruna legendary rarity weapon traits. Adrenaline when in injured. And adrenaline is just a meter that you use to do special abilities. Critical hits with low health. Well, yeah. I don't like being at low health, and so I didn't want that, right? Um, adrenaline when injured, critical hits with low health. Adrenaline regeneration, critical hit rate, critical hit damage, plus cursed. Cursed was bullshit. <laughs> yeah, cursed didn't really. Damage on chain, 
see, there was one that was damage on chain and poison damage, but it didn't have anything health regenerating. So there were no sickle swords that I liked. Yeah. You know, it would have been nice to get a sword and be able to change the look of it to look, yeah. you know, so. But like, but the thing with it, though, is not only did the look change, right? Mm-hmm. But so did your fighting style. You fought differently with a sickle sword than you did with a normal sword. Like, and by normal sword, I just mean your standard short blade, straight, straight short bladed sword, mm-hmm. right? Like it, you fought differently. The way that you attacked was differently and everything. The flourish movements in this game were far greater, right? Oh, yeah. Like you were a dancer, not a fighter. Yeah. Like I, I, I will say that, but we've, uh, we ventured quite a ways away from the storyline. We did, but you know what? That's just how we roll. I'm just, I'm just saying. I feel like we have talked about swords and 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 customization. It's been covered. We should get back to the plot. Now Bayek needs to die. Okay. Right, he was going after the snake. Yes, because we, we were both talking about how, like, now we basically feel like the game's fucking over. Yeah. And so it's not because... Um, when so, you go after him. Yeah, Aya tells you to go talk to her friend, um, Apollodros, uh, for more information. Well, so... You kill the snake, and when you kill yeah. the snake, his last words imply that there's more of them. Yes. It wasn't just the five masked men. Did I not say that? Nope. Okay. And I thought that, I yeah, sorry, you didn't. That's and okay. that eats away at Bayek. Yes. Right, which is why he then gets told to go and see... Apollodros. The... The Sicilian. There we go. <laughs> his full title, please. Well, that's... And I guess... Um, and He's yes. a Sicilian in Egypt, dude. It's <laughs> Apollodros the Sicilian. Yes. Let's let's be real we, here. We have to make sure we know where he's from. Which is funny because all he does is say, hey, let me introduce you to, and now we get back into another Assassin's Creed, another Assassin's Creed staple of introducing big name people for the time period. Here's Cleopatra, who confirms that the masked men... I was, I was really bummed about this. Why? Because Cleopatra like is historically known as like the historian hottie. Okay. And she wasn't that attractive. <laughs> um, I, I guess technically I have to agree with you. Ones and zeros don't do much for me. But... One, one, zero, 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 one, zero, zero, so one, one. <laughs> I feel like you just said hi in, in... Binary. In binary, but I have no idea. I don't know how to be... Re-binary. It was a winky face. Oh, that's... No. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. Don't... Like, I know there's going to be those people out there that are like, I'm going to type in these numbers, and it was not a fucking winky face. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, there's somebody out there has already translated that, and you said something weird or nothing at all. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, so so yeah, so Cleopatra confirms that there's even more of them. They are a part of what's called the Order of Ancients. Dun, um, dun, dun. Yeah. Erodos actually turned out to be the hippo. Fat man in a tiny jacket. <laughs> While the snake is actually the name of an other, the other order, that order ousted her from the throne to seek control of Egypt by using um, Ptolemy as a puppet. And for those who don't know, Ptolemy is her brother, not her sister, mm-hmm. um, which to me is not what I learned. I learned that her sister was the one who basically ousted her. Not that this is a real, real event type deal, but Cleopatra did get kicked out of Egypt. Yes. And it was her sister who aided in that, not her brother Mm -hmm. because Ptolemy's basically not really known all that well, but yeah, 
So that's so then Cleopatra. Now that they've met, right? right. Cleopatra's like, "Hey, you're my bitch." Yeah, and actually, says, if I remember correctly, doesn't she try to seduce him? Probably. I don't. Yeah, rem- I don't remember because they make they make Cleopatra a fucking horn dog in this game. Oh, not I. We'll talk about that next week. <laughs> There's somebody worse. This oh, this oh, guy's yeah. this guy stood out as being super horny in the next one. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh oh I oh it was I can't I, it was awkward. There's some okay. You, you <laughs> might have to refresh my memory on that because I don't I don't remember that. I just know that. But that's that was Cleopatra. Yeah. She used her sex and all right. of that to manipulate men and you get what she wanted out of them. Right. But she, Bayek wasn't having any of it. And that no. was the whole point of that exchange is Bayek was like, yeah, where's my wife? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not into you, lady. Yeah. But so she gives him more people, which that then I was like, ah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. It's okay. like now you go get the, the the scarab, the hyena, the lizard and the crocodile. And yeah, similar to you, I just went, oh, good. There is. We got a whole new row in our, well, our which our we should have menu, known, which we yeah. really should have known because like one, there was all that extra room in the menu. But two, this is a common Assassin's Creed ploy, right? Mm-hmm. Like their their drop down of like, oh, now that you've. Now that you're already in this deep, why don't you just swim the extra mile and let's finish up the lap, right? Yeah, like, like just go all the way. Yeah, it's there's the there's the in, there's the smaller circle that you're introduced to, and once you get through them, you realize they're just part of a larger group. Now you have to go get them. Yeah, that's, that's and it, it's the common you. common thing. But yeah, so then he he basically goes, okay, I'll do it. Yeah, and while that's going on, there's there's like a a sub story with Aya. Yeah. She convinces Pompey the Great to ally with Cleopatra. And Aya's got her whole thing that she's doing. A lot of her stuff revolves around, I'm taking my boat and I'm going out and I'm doing stuff. And there's, if I remember correctly, there's a ton of side missions you can do. And it's all boat themed related stuff. It's all boat. And it's all with her. Because Mm -hmm. by this point in time in the outside world, right? This is where I was talking about. She's already learned enough of the basic climbing and and hiding and dodging stuff. Uh, Layla, the, the... person outside of the animus yeah. right this is when she finds aya's body which um that's when you find out like her original intent in going there was finding aya's body not by x by body was just kind of like a added benefit <laughs> but yeah but like aya was further down like i i can't remember necessarily how she got there but it, it it's like it shifted right and she fell further into the cave and yeah kind of was a little bit more beat up than <laughs> Bayek, but that's why you're able to play those side missions because now she's introduced Aya's DNA mm-hmm. into the animus against the wishes of her handler, Diana. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like, they were all sea based, which was great because by this point in time, because of black flag, they'd fucking mastered that. Mm-hmm. I really, I really think like that was perfect. It didn't change any. It felt exactly like it did in fucking black flag. And I was happy with that. Yeah. I didn't do personally too much of them only because it was the sad problem of it made me wish for something better. I, it was good. It was functional, but it didn't have the same yo-ho hearty feel of being on Whoa. a ship with a crew of sailors. I'm a pirate. Yeah. And but you s- also have to look at the difference in time period. Back when Aya was sailing, mm-hmm. the, well, of course, you're 
oh, look, there's the coast. No. I'm not I, going beyond that view. No, like. what I'm talking about is go play Wolfenstein 3D and tell me that you're not going to sit there and wish you were playing Call of Duty. Like, it just... It's good. It's functional, but it makes you want to play something different. When I was doing these scene, when the, when I did the one scene mission, I was like, "This is good and it's functional, but it makes me. I would rather go play. You want something more? I'd rather go play a, a set Black Flag because yeah. that sailing, that ship stuff is more fun. Yeah. Granted, no, I it like, felt like the way they did it with um, um, Assassin's Creed Three, mm-hmm. right? Where again, it was functional, it was fun, but there should have been more. Yeah. And and that, I I'll admit to that it felt very similar in that aspect of this was a uh, hey we can do this so we're throwing you a couple of side missions to do it yeah just because we can exactly it's not yeah it was it just but again the ground stuff was a lot more fun I would rather have been I were I if uh, if Black Flag had been this game the on the on the land stuff was the free running free yeah. combat hitbox yeah. kind of stuff I would probably still be playing through it. <laughs> like I probably would never over. stop and to I would never would have stopped over. yeah and I'll, I'll be honest yeah that's what i was hoping for with odyssey yeah yeah but i see i don't know well we'll get there i know <laughs> we'll, we'll get there i'm just saying what you just described mm-hmm. that's what i was hoping for with odyssey yeah I just, spoiler warning didn't feel it no um no but yeah so now that's what she's doing so like with everything with her it's a lot of like Helping Cleopatra build her army to take back over Egypt. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting getting allies and bringing people in. Well, by Axe's whole purpose, because this starts to cause some conflict between the two of them. Oh, yeah. He absolutely thinks that Cleopatra's just using him to clear out her rivals. Yep. I mean, that he doesn't, like, that is... And it makes sense. And it I, has that, nothing to do with the revenge on his son or yeah. what's going on or anything like that. And I absolutely would have thought the same thing. Oh, uh, and I still think it is. She, six and one, half a dozen of the other. Yeah, yeah, they were part of this order, but they had nothing to directly do with the murder of his son, right? There is no evidence throughout any of this next part of the game that any one of them went, yeah, go to fucking Siwa and murder this kid and his son. You know, like, <laughs> nothing. It was the plot of the five guys that you kill in the first part. It's just because of his wife that he starts doing it. He continues doing it, but then he finds out that his wife is basically Cleopatra's bitch. Mm -hmm. Like, she is just doing Cleopatra's bidding just to do Cleopatra's bidding. Mm -hmm. And he's like, wait a minute, why can't we just go back to Siwa and, like, be us again? Yeah. And Aya points out to him, because that, that reality no longer exists once we found out these other people are in it. And so, yeah, it causes some conflict with them in the future, if you remember. But as far as it goes, he just keeps going through and fucking killing people. Well, yeah. I mean, at this point, right, you're just going through and... Isn't this the part where you get your assassin's blade? <sighs> yeah, because you, you take out the first five yeah. and then you get it. And then you get it because you get it after you meet Cleopatra because she says, my scribes have found these ancient texts That's right. depicting this weapon. Yes. Here, we give it to you. Right. And then you go to a bathhouse. Yes. And then I remember the scene in the bathhouse. I remember climbing up at the tops. Yes. Yep. And then you like punch the fat guy. And because of the way that you held your fist when you punched, it triggered the blade to release and it cut off your ring finger. Yep. Which is where yep, this is... the cutting of the ring finger was born. <laughs> Look at that. All the circles are closed. Now we know why they originally had to cut off their ring fingers for this. Yep. Because they were going to lose it anyway. It was going to come off anyway. Yeah. Which was basically what the whole thought process behind it was. But yeah, and I like, so Bayek receives a letter from Aya explaining that there's 
are more members of the order at large, right? Right. And mo- like a lot of them were in Ptolemy's royal guard, and she re- she says they're culprits responsible for Camus' death. I- I'm saying that kid's name wrong, but their son's death. Yeah. Right. Which I had a hard time believing this. I had a really hard time with this. Yeah. Because again, she keeps saying, "Well, they're responsible for his death. They're responsible for his death." But I'm. Me being the logic based person that I am in the in the real world was like, where's the evidence? <laughs> like, you've provided me with no evidence. I understand you're my wife. I understand I'm supposed to trust you. At this point in time, I just feel like I'm a murder machine. You mm-hmm. just say, Hey, that dude, yeah, he's responsible for your son's death, and I go, Brah! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I fucking kill him, right? Because he does this stuff without without asking any questions. And literally, like you said. He believes that Cleopatra is just using him to kill her rivals. Mm-hmm. Well, then you sneak. Oh, shit. Then you sneak Cleopatra into the palace to meet Julius Caesar. Yes, because that was a moment that I was like, "Oh, look, this is history. Cleopatra and Julius Caesar—they totally had a past together in my real world." But before you do that, Pompey is killed. Well, yeah, but um... but he's killed by the jackal, mm-hmm. and that's why you have to sneak them together. Because yeah. she was partnered with Pompey and had Pompey's men. Now she no longer does. Well, yeah. I was just skipping over that part. Okay. So, yeah. We're, we're meeting Julius Caesar, baby. <laughs> I was like, don't have to give all the spoilers away. I'm going to give them all. Every last one. You don't want to listen to my spoilers? Don't listen to my spoilers. Plug your ears. Sing na 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 And you're going to hear a loud beep when the spoilers are done. Beep. Oh, my God. <laughs> <clears throat> oh god okay. I'm, I'm just saying we're talking about the game here well yeah to me so like to me this is important because this this represents some of like the cheesiness and the, the cliche-ness and everything that in the assassin's creed games of like oh my god no huge turn of events the bad guy killed yet another person <laughs> like now we have to figure out some other plan well there's julius caesar <gasps> that's all i was saying so she sneaks him in to see Julius Caesar, or they sneak him in to see Julius Caesar. Right. Right. Uh, Cleopatra, of course. Mm-hmm. None of us. Yeah, and so that's just because right now, you know, they need support. They're building allies. They're building a team. And yeah, and what is Bayok doing? He is going out and he is killing, this time, the scorpion, who is Pothenius. I would say Pothenius yeah. is how you say that name, yes. Yeah. Um, and then he actually goes to kill uh, Lucius Septimus, which... We haven't really talked about him too, too much. Uh, but Caesar stops him, right? Uh, yeah, he stopped stopped from killing Septimius by Caesar. Yep. Aya watches the whole fucking thing. No, she no, she's she watches Ptolemy get eaten by crocodiles because oh, he's trying to flee. That's right. Yeah. And she just kind of laughs. Yep. That woman was that woman scared the shit out of me. Oh no, 100%. she is one hundred. No, I mean, I, I, I've never feared any sort of person in the Assassin's Creed universe like I'm scared of this lady. Yeah, they do a great job characterizing her as just straight on the level, primary focus. Just, I, yeah, no, they did a great. She's, job. she's the fucking Terminator, bro. Yeah, pretty like, much. It's bad. It's bad. But uh, so then that's when Cleopatra takes the throne. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. She becomes the pharaoh. And then Septimus becomes an advisor for Caesar and Cleopatra. Oh, no. For for Caesar and Cleopatra cuts ties with Bayek and Aya, which then causes Bayek and his supporters to realize that Cleopatra and Caesar uh, have now allied themselves with the order. Mm -hmm. Again, from the get-go, fucking Bayek had this nailed. Yeah. Like, boom. Because he then gathers 
of course, all of his allies, which he's made through, you know, all these fucking killings of like, hey, he needs information. You go to this person. This person is like, hey, you seem like a cool dude. Yeah, if you kill him, we're going to be friends. <laughs> you know, BFFs forever. Yep. And so, like, he, he ends up building an unintentional brotherhood, mm-hmm. which, like... Again, I love the way they did the storyline in this, even though there's a lot that's very reminiscent and very cliche Assassin's Creed and kind of just like, boom, we're doing this a million times, but, you know, it's so good. We can't not do it. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like this was a lot more organic in the building of the Brotherhood than Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. (laughs) (laughs) Then let's go just get a bunch of ruffians from off the street and just call them assassins and teach them our way. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is at least, at least at this point, they all have a common goal. They do, because of course now they're like, oh, fuck, we we basically just traded one terrible ruler for another. Right, who has ties to this whole overarching order of group of people who are trying to control everybody. Everybody. Well, and then on top of it, she has fucking Julius Caesar's army. Yeah. Like, talk about bad upon bad upon bad (laughs) upon bad upon bad, right? So, of course, he, he gathers all of his people, right? And to counter the order and do what assassins do, which is defend free will. Yeah. Right? Like, so Bayek and Aya, Aya decide that they are going to go. They realize that the order's interested in the tomb of Alexander the Great, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. So that's where they go. Yeah. They go there. They find uh, Apollodorus, who's mm-hmm. been wounded, and he warns them that uh, Caesar's lieutenant. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> What? Uh, his, this guy's name just always made me laugh. Apollodorius or Caesar? No, Flavius. Oh. <laughs> or Flavius? I don't know. I think it's Flavius. Flavius. Flavius? There's no good way to put it. It's literally a step away from Fab. <laughs> it's literally a step away from Fabio. For right? Me. right? <laughs> just can't. I'm sorry. Well, but he's the lion. Which makes it even better yeah. because his name's fucking ridiculous yeah exactly um but, he's but the, yeah he's he's caesar's lieutenant yeah and is the lion and the true leader of the order they were uh him and or actually i guess i should specify he and septimus had taken the order. flavius was it flavius Septim- flavius and septimus well, had taken the orb and staff from the tomb and are going to siwa to open the vault right because okay. uh because Bayak then basically tracks them down right oh okay because i was just trying to figure out he who he was in this sentence gotcha and i was like was that was that flavio or was it apollodorus and so like so as i was reading it you said it and i went i agree with what he just said yeah because the the sentence so then bayek tracks flavius to serene serene right that's how i'm gonna say that uh yeah where he activated the apple of eden he uses the activated apple of eden is it well, he activated the Apple of Eden. <laughs> uh, okay, past tense. Well, see, mm, because because I, by get, that point, get your wife in here. She's the grammar Nazi. Fucking hey, don't do that. No, <laughs> uh, we'll have a quick cameo. Hello. Okay, so yeah, so my Bayek, husband's wrong. He's always wrong. Never believe him. <laughs> She's like, wait, I think that was spot on. That was. It was actually a pretty good. Rendition. Cut that out of the show, <laughs> or I'm gonna be fucked. <laughs> well, she listens <laughs> ten weeks. She pays what the, did you say? She pays the $10 to get the, the blooper cut. Oh, <laughs> and here's that. Fuck. Okay. Um, anyway, Bayek tracks, you're right. Bayek tracks Flavius to Serene, right? Where Flavius. He has used the activated apple. Yep. So he activates the apple yep. to 
enthrall the population. Yes, correct. Bayek then kills Flavius, which somehow he feels like, I avenge your death, son, and returns to Aya, which... So Aya recruits Marcus Junus Brutus the Younger and Gaius Cassius Longus to their cause, right? Basically making the four of them, to what I understand, the first assassin the 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 high order the high temple whatever whatever yeah, yeah. whatever they're that, called that that first little like hey we're the we're the top fucking dogs of the assassin order which we just created because <clears throat> she heads to rome with brutus and cassius to assassinate caesar and septimus mm-hmm. right Ooh, i get chills just thinking about it what because this is what i love that assassin's creed does i love when they take fiction and incorporate it into fact you know, we know what happens to Julius Caesar. Everybody knows what happens to Julius Caesar. If you're at least... What happens to Julius Caesar? Um, let's just say that... 72 um, virgins. No, more like 23 cuts. <laughs> Deep cuts? Uh, yeah. Well, actually, we probably could just call them stabs. 23 stabs. To the bone. Uh, yeah. and Through and the bone. And you know what really cuts deep? One of them was his friend. I can't. <laughs> A2? <laughs> A2! A2, Brutus. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, which... But, so, bringing that up, mm-hmm. right? Like, bringing up the fact that one of these major cuts was Brutus, which we know. Brut- here, it shows Brutus leaving for the sole intent of killing Caesar, right? Like, that's that's what his goal is. This dude befriended him for, like, 20 fucking years before he stabs <laughs> him. Like, what took him so long? Waiting for the opportunity, or... I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying, like... But no, it no, I do. I do love it when the Assassin's Creed games do that. Mm-hmm. And like that was part of what made me fall in love with the Assassin's Creed games. And this definitely helped with it. I don't agree with this ending, no. Like Yeah. And that's more of just because I'm like, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> just, just be honest. I, I just I because here's Bayek and Aya, right? Which mm. by this point in time, you definitely can tell Aya no longer loves Bayek. I don't think she loves him at all. Oh, you don't think her, so? No, her sole purpose at this point in time is just to kill. Like it is it is literally here is this greater evil out there and as long as this greater evil is out there, no mother is safe with her child. And as long as no mother is safe with their child, I can't experience love. I just have to fucking kill. Wow. And kill and kill and kill. I know it's like the darkest look that you can have on this, but to me, that's kind of what it is because like she even tells at one point in time Bayek that they're like, they can no longer have sex. Yeah. I mean, I remember them saying, I thought that was more just from a, this is what our life has become. Now we are both going to be away preventing people from, you know, protecting the common person from people who would overthrow them. Not that she didn't love him anymore or that she didn't care about him. Just, it was, this is the path our life has taken. Just because of the way that she was throughout the rest of the game. Yeah. Like, as you have that first encounter, which is incredibly passionate mm-hmm. and incredibly, like, exciting. And, like, oh, my God, like, we're almost done with this. We can be happy again. Mm-hmm. Or at least try to be happy again. To, as the game progresses with each person you kill, she moves further and further and further and further away from that love Hmm. you know Mm -hmm. where he's not and he like he fights her on it constantly throughout the game he fights her on it and she just basically at the end here she's just kind of like well i gotta go because i gotta kill this dude and i'm probably not gonna come back so see ya (laughs) (laughs) and like literally sails away like 
But of course, like when they do this, they're like, hey, I'm going to be the leader of the hidden ones. Mm hmm quote-unquote hidden ones right which is basically the assassin order yeah they're egyptian so it's got to be cloak and dagger Mm -hmm. but i'm gonna i'm gonna be the leader over there you're gonna be the leader over here oh by the way i'm also taking the only other two allies that we have in this (laughs) order with me well Um, yeah good luck to you sir yeah i was gonna say because yeah that and that's part of it right because Ida goes with these people they assassinate caesar a very historic event she ends up meeting um she meets back with cleopatra and I love it because she basically just kind of was like, so you know what we did? You better be a good ruler or we'll be back. And we're going to fuck you. And you know up. what that means. You know, and I, I love, again, right, going back to this woman being terrifying, in my opinion, because she is very cold at this point. Yeah. And yeah, Bayek goes and recruits and trains for the assassins or the hidden ones in Egypt while Aya is doing it in Rome, which is, you know, kind of fun when you think about it, right? Egypt is just a hop, a skip, and a jump across the pond to Masyaf, where the order is in the first one. And Aya's in Rome, which is the second Assassin's Creed. You know, I feel like they tied up a lot of nice little little bows for us yeah but again i think like as i was saying even with that right mm-hmm. there were some nice little bows but at the same time like just to further the separation between bayek and aya right at the end she's no longer aya yeah she calls herself amunet mm-hmm. right which is a primordial go- goddess in egypt sorry a primordial goddess in egypt and thereby again separating herself on two different levels from Bayek. Now no longer is she just a mortal mother. She's an immortal being and kind of above him. And I kind of got that feeling as the game progressed that she was starting to feel like she was better than him. Really? I did. I didn't get that feeling at all. Yeah, yeah, no. She, like, she bugged me. She went from when I first met her going, oh my God, I love this person, to very quickly being like, Oh my god! If I wasn't married to her, I would stab her in the back of the head. Huh? Interesting. Yeah. I I never at one point disliked her. I I thought their story was sad because they couldn't be together anymore. But I never. See, but I don't think it's a matter of couldn't. Yeah. I don't. I really don't. Because look at all these other Assassin's Creed games where they have children. They made it work. They you know. And granted, they had a kid, and the kid unfortunately ended up dying. Yeah. But at the same time, I think. And and again, it makes reasonable sense, right? Like, even look at it in modern times. Parents of a child who died have a 75% chance that they're going to split. Like, they're, they're, they don't tend to stay together. Interesting. It's an even higher percentage chance when one of the parents is to blame. Yeah. Right? And I think that was a part of what happened. Sorry, if you're hearing noises in the background, it's because I talk with my hands and you can't <laughs> see my hands. It's okay. Normally, I cut them out fucker there's literally one where you like you hit the table and then you went i'm sorry i just hit the table and i was like i'm just gonna delete all of that (laughs) (laughs) but so like with that in mind right Mm -hmm. with those statistics in mind here's a man who literally like yeah. He killed his son. He, he the, knows he, he kills his son. Yeah. He blames himself for killing his son. He blames this other party as well because he would have never been put into that situation if it wasn't for these other people. Correct. Yeah. But she doesn't look at it that way. Mm-hmm. You know, and like I, I can kind of get that, but just the transition of her character throughout it. Like, if you go back and replay the game, watch her character. I I bet you you would see it now. I may. I might, actually. I mean, you know, we don't have a lot of free time at this point, but... No. I'm... No. It's very possible. I did enjoy it enough that I would... Well, actually, we're kind of skipping, but... You make a valid point. I'll say that. Because 
Because, right, so, I'm yeah, so, I mean, at this point, they've gone off, they're doing it, and we've already really touched on Layla, what she's been doing, uh, because at this at this point, she's she's pulled out of the Animus by William, William Miles, yeah. Desmond's father. Well, so she's she's found Bayak, then she finds Aya, then yep. she yep. fails to check in, so Abstergo sends basically an assassin squad of their own yeah. to fucking annihilate her. A hit squad. She, yeah, she then goes through and kills. In that exchange, she finds out that Deanna, which is basically her best friend, or from what I gathered, her yeah, best friend. I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I would say, I don't, I don't know if we really have a scope of saying what level with the friendship. Friend or, yeah, but, but it they, was definitely They were friend. definitely, definitely yeah. friends. Is dead. Yeah. They, I, they killed her. Yeah, she was actually, I, you know what? She's the girl in the chair. That's it. Yeah. That's, she's the girl in the chair. But I like the girl in the chair. She's Oracle or I Ned. I don't care. The girl in the chair has always been my best friend. Oh. Yeah. So I liked her and she's dead. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah. So then by this point, William basically pulls her out of the animus and is like, hey, <laughs> we knew BFFs. Yeah. Well, do you want to come join the assassins? You know how cool we are. You, you know how sucky they are. You just watched it all unfold. Yeah. And she like kind of yeah ends up with them and again that's part of my argument of she's kind of an assassin not 100 percent an assassin yeah she knows some moves yeah she has a hidden blade yeah she's working with them yeah but again i would not call her an official assassin just yet no she still has a ring finger yeah <laughs> remember they can fix that now I thanks to leonardo da vinci <sighs> Good old Leo. But yeah, but because... And, you know, actually, you know what? I had a thought about that. What? I wonder if they threw that in there so they didn't have to keep rendering hands missing a finger. Because I bet that that's difficult. <laughs> kind of a bitch. Yeah, I thought about it. I'm like, why would... I think that would actually be easier. You think? Yeah. No. Hands are some of the hardest things to, to animate yeah. and everything. Now I have one less finger in the graphics of it to worry about. Uh, I I don't know. I you know what? Hey, if there's any game animators out there, let us know. It, 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 is it easier to do a hand with all digits or with digits missing, or with no digits? Just ha- just have a club fist. That's just like a nub. What are you, Hellboy? <laughs> nub <laughs> you hands. A, you just have a rock for a hand. <laughs> rock for. He even had rock fingers. He did have rock fingers. Yeah. Yes, I get your point of her like pseudo becoming an assassin, and I see where you're coming from, mm-hmm. but. She still joins them. No, and goes absolutely. to modern day Alexandria, mm-hmm. right? And after experiencing Bayak's memories, she then goes on to like find like so she finds all these structures which were built by the first civilization. Let's be real here, that basically means each one of them holds some stupid fucking message from some asshole god. Yes, that's probably going to be about you're the chosen people, but that you were slaves, and oh yeah, by the way, the world is going to blow up. <laughs> Something like that, I'm guessing. We tried to stop it, though. <laughs> so if you want to, if you also want to try and stop it, go here and do this with this stuff. Bring me back five lion pelts. <laughs> go kill this wolf five times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's basically it, though. Mm -hmm. Like, come to find out, it's a message that alludes to her being the chosen one to help the next, to stop the next apocalypse. Like, fuck. (laughs) We Desmond just died, man. Yeah. Like, well, not just. He did die four games ago. Fair enough. Just died, man. (laughs) Like, let the corpse cool off a little bit. Mm Hmm. Wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, like serious, and that's I. This is where I like the game really ended on a really piss poor note for me. Was it was because it was like 
you give us this great storyline in, like I said before, great storyline in the Animus. Mm -hmm. Outside of the Animus, you gave us repeated garbage. Yeah. Come on. Give me something better. Come on. But they didn't. And yeah, I just, I had a huge problem with that. Yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of it. I don't think I hated it as much as you did, but... <laughs> but I figured I thought it, it ended okay. So in all defense, <laughs> in all defense of this game, the reason why I dislike this is not just because of this game. It's because of our culture and the current surge of remakes, redos, mm -hmm. reprints, reissues. Yeah. Re like, is uniqueness and ideas gone or are we just remaking everything? And that's that's kind of what it felt here, and it kind of felt it was kind of what it felt like in a lot of things. Like, oh hey, we're gonna remake this. Oh hey, we're gonna remake this. Oh hey, mm. we're gonna redo this. Oh hey, we're gonna, you know, not necessarily remake it or redo it, but it's gonna be a continuization of you know your childhood loves. Now they're grown up and have kids. Yeah. Oh, by the way, yeah, it's basically the exact same fucking show. It's just from the kids' point of view instead of the adults. <laughs> Duh. Like I was just getting tired of it. So then to, on top of that, basically have my video games, which don't get me wrong, video games mimic each other, right? Like they, they repeat the same shit over and over and over and over and over and over again, mm. right? But this was like a blatant, like, you're the new Desmond label, <laughs> like straight up. And I was excited to have a third person perspective back in the game. But then to just basically tell me, like, hey, don't get invested because mm -hmm. she's going to die. <laughs> and that's what that told me right there. Like, so I kind of felt like cheated. Like, I already know how she's going to end up. Extra crispy because, yeah, you're, she's going to stop another apocalypse. Well, m yeah, but maybe this apocalypse because I don't they never specify what it is. True, true, true. Maybe this apocalypse doesn't require a crispy Layla to stop it. I'm just saying. Maybe this time it's just you need to do something different. <laughs> Medium rare Layla? <laughs> maybe. Maybe. <laughs> she was evenly cooked on both sides. <laughs> <laughs> like I just I just have this huge feeling that she's going to die. Again. Well, I'm I'm we'll probably see cuz I'm guessing Valhalla is going to be the end of this. You think so? Well, cuz it took it took 5 games? Yeah, but Think of the size of those games. You know, I mean, we oh, we said Brotherhood did Yeah, Brotherhood and Revelations are yeah, kind of like... Oh, we're okay. just a, a little bit more than DLCs. Yeah. So I would say that oh, no. Valhalla's either going to wrap it up, but if it doesn't, then there's going to be one more. One more big one. One more big one, at least. I, I mean, I'm sure there'll be 20 more big ones, but for this I don't know. Part, as, as, as you guys will find out next week after we do, of course... Assassin's Creed Odyssey. There's a lot in that one. There's a lot in that game that I think can give us some more information as to what is to come in Valhalla, mm -hmm. right? So, um, and so, ending yeah. thoughts, man. Let's let's, well, let's wrap this up. Hold on, right. real quick, oh. real quick. Oh, there were a couple of DLCs for this. There was the Hidden Ones, Discovery oh, Tour, The Curse of the Pharaohs. I don't, I didn't really do any of them, and if I did, I wasn't paying a lot of attention. I what I did do the big boss world events where you go and you fight the gods yeah. to get the special gear that special I thought Special armor and yeah, stuff like I, that. I, I've got my character totally decked out in the flaming Anubis armor because it's yeah. badass looking. Yeah. I've got the death horse that you can get. 
Um, again, this is it was all it was all fun stuff, but it, to me, it was stuff that took you away from the game. Yeah, right. And like you're literally fighting a fifty foot tall bust. Anubis bust. Yeah, it's bust. not even a full. Sorry, thing. it's not even a full thing. Yeah. So this thing would be a hundred feet tall. Yeah, it's a fifty foot tall bust of Anubis Horus. Yeah. Um, what were the other two? Well, those are the only two that I ever messed with. Oh, because you still have you have the crocodile. I know. I was like, oh wait, no, I did do the crocodile. I think. Yeah, I can't remember the. There was the crocodile, and who was that? I don't know. I wanted the Anubis armor. Remember, yeah, me, fan of Anubis. I didn't care about anybody else. God of death. Um, but I will say one Sorry, of the. I mean what? Meh, one of the new introductions in this one that I did like because it's a nice big open world and you don't have a boat to sail it on this time. Yeah. The introdu- introduction of horses, camels, and chariots. That I thought was really fun. I am a. Is sucker- it really an introduction to horses, camels, and chariots? Assassin's Creed Two, where I rode around on a horse through a bunch of fucking blank land, or <laughs> stole a chariot from this or that, or the carriage for that and this. And yeah, but okay. It's not really an introduction. See, let me put it this way: they brought them back. <clears throat> let me put it this way: I didn't even remember riding a horse in Assassin's Creed Two. Like that part of it never stood out to me. In this one, you, it's, rode, a, you rode a horse a lot. It yeah, it is like a lot of it is riding. part of it. It's yeah. the same thing in the next one too. Yeah, you know. So you are right. I was wrong. There there were other installments of the game That's where you could normally goes. ride a horse. I mean what? But <laughs> um. So yeah, and so then... no the the DLCs, the hidden ones, right? Of course, that's what they're calling the Assassin Order, mm-hmm. right? So that's supposed to take place four years after the main storyline, right? And I don't think I actually played it and beat it, but of course, Bayek is called and blah blah, yeah. blah 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 blah, kill, revenge, murder, steal, filth, whatever, betrayal. Like it, it's it's more assassination missions, to my understanding, right? I don't know. I never played it. Yeah, no. That, <gasps> to my understanding, that's what it was. Um, Oops. God, what was the other one? Uh, Discovery Tour. I don't remember that one. Yep. And then the Curse of the Pharaohs. You're fighting mummies. Yeah. Which again, they always have to throw in a DLC that it's like, hey, this is our fantasy made up one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, it. So like, no, I. I didn't play him. I didn't play him either. Yeah. I. I, I always meant to. But I've just, in all honesty, because of what the DLCs normally are, I've always been turned off by the Assassin's Creed DLCs. So, right, if you think about it, the game is the main dinner and the DLC is the side dishes. So it's okay if you leave a couple of carrots and some mashed potatoes on your plate, but you never leave your filet min- a piece of your filet mignon on your plate. So any of those kids who are listening and think that they can use this as an excuse with their parents, you are wrong. You will lose. We will not support you or stand by you. That being said... Yes. Like, <laughs> you never leave the steak. Yeah. You always finish the steak. Yeah. But, yeah, the the DLCs, the, the, the carrots, the peas, the mashed potatoes, and maybe a little dessert. Like, it's... Yeah, you can leave a couple <sighs> of bites of those. Yeah, you're not... Well, here. and I didn't, I didn't even leave a couple of bites. Like, well, okay, so I did. Because I completed all the side quests throughout the main game. Mm-hmm. I completed the main game 100%, and I will always do that. But if you look at the history of DLCs in Assassin's Creed games, starting with the uh, the tyrant George Washington. <laughs> That's right. Right? The tyranny of George Washington. Tyranny. Like, tyranny. Thank you. You're Sorry. Um, the tyranny of George Washington. It's a fucking joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not what we I loved about the Assassin's Creed game. We, we even said it earlier in this podcast in particular. 
The love of it comes from the fact that they take historical moments and historical figures and introduce them to these fictional characters that then aid them in historical events. Mm -hmm. Nowhere. Nowhere in documented history. I'm not saying that it didn't happen because who knows? Mm. Weird shit happens all the time. Nowhere in documented history was there an Egyptian magi who fought and killed a thousand mummies. (laughs) I'm just saying. I can't find it anywhere. Case in point. Like, and before you come at me with the argument of, well, he's an assassin, (laughs) so was Brutus. (laughs) And his is well documented. (laughs) Well documented. Plays have been written about this shit, people. Like, I'm just saying. So I've never never been real interested in it. I got a little bit more interested in the next game's DLCs, and we can, of course, talk Mm. about that then. Yeah. But, uh... Um, So... I think the last couple of final thoughts. Well, no, last couple of things. Oh, the the reception. Okay. So, Game Informer gave it an eight point five out of oh. ten. EGM okay. gave it a nine out of ten. IGN a nine out of ten. It was Edge. I thought Edge was weird, and I don't know. I'm not very familiar with them. They gave it a six out of ten. So I don't know what their beef was, but it was mostly well received. Uh, everybody was happy with it. They were. It was. It was a. It was a new way to play a game that we have been playing an old style of for a long time. And while it wasn't perfect, it was very enjoyable. Well, and like, don't, don't even just forget, like it was nominated for a shit ton of awards Mm. between 2017 and 2018. Yeah. Right. Like this game, God, I, it feels like it was nominated for fucking everything. (laughs) Now it did win best console for PlayStation four. From Gamescom 2017. Yep. And Outstanding Visual Effects in a Real-Time Project. From 16th Visual Effects Society Awards. So, it won a couple of awards, but God, it, uh, this list of nominated yeah. is it's ungodly. Yeah, it's... <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> I can't. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, it was pretty well received for the most part. Yeah. And had lots of nice nominations and stuff. Yeah. No, I, I, I think it really did. Um, I think the critics and the fans alike both really enjoyed this game, which, to me, this is the second best Assassin's Creed game. And I like the Ezio trilogy. Mm. It's the second best Assassin's Creed game. I would say close. Close second? I think I like the next one a little bit more. Really? Yeah. What is wrong with you? A lot, but we're, we'll we'll cover that. So oh, God, I don't I don't even know. I don't just buckle your seatbelts, kids. Yeah, we're going on a ride. But final thoughts. Mm-hmm. Okay, so my final thoughts were it wasn't a waste of my fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> like I actually no, I really didn't enjoy the game. I was worried about it being a waste of my time though. Like again, look at the history of Unity and Syndicate. Mm-hmm. Not that. Syndicate was as bad a game. Unity was just a, a dumpster fire. Yeah. But Syndicate wasn't a bad game. It just, they didn't have that, like, wah Yeah, the wow factor. And this one did. Yeah. It really brought that back. A lot of the side quests, a lot of, the, like, exploring the pyramids, all that stuff. It was really fun, really enjoyable. And I would play it again. Mm-hmm. I really would. The unfortunate part is we do have a lot of, a lot of games coming out. So it's kind of like, I got to juggle, yeah. you know? But if I ever found myself in a dead spot where it's like, hey, the next new game doesn't come out for four more fucking months and I've already played and beaten everything. Yeah, I would probably go back and play this one. It was definitely it was definitely one that I went, wow, Mm -hmm. like, 
wow. Mm-hmm. And as I said, it's my I, I would say it's my second favorite Assassin's Creed game. My first one being Black Flag. Like, I don't I don't know a time period that you can do that will beat me being a fucking pirate. <laughs> like, and, I really don't. And I and I find that really funny because you love Ezio so much. I can't believe that two isn't your favorite. The problem with two and the reason why it doesn't rank that high on my list of games is because of the glitches that they had. The fact that they did Brotherhood and Revelations Mm. for it and like the issues and experiences they had with the games, right? Yeah. Like the French Revolution is another one of my favorite time periods. Mm. It really is. Unity was a dumpster fire, (laughs) Yeah, people. Like... So I, I do look at the quality, not just who was in it and what time period. But don't get me wrong. If I were to ever cosplay as an assassin, it wouldn't be Bayek. And it, it, wouldn't, would, and it wouldn't be Edward. It wouldn't be Edward. It would be fucking Ezio. Yeah. All day, every day. So you just you just take Ezio and put him in a game like Black Flag. Yeah. No. Or... Or, or even this, this one. Yeah. Even this one. Um, or the next one. Really. Like if they could take the Ezio trilogy and update it with the newer combat system, the newer parkour system, the better traveling and a little bit better graphics. <laughs> it, was, I think it would be by far would beat out all of the rest of the game. Your superior game. Yep. Yeah. And I'm in a similar boat to you. I really loved this one. I love the time period. I, there's a little too much sand for me. The, I didn't really feel a great variety. It gets everywhere. Yeah, it does. It's of course. <laughs> it gets everywhere. It gets everywhere. Uh, I, I didn't feel like there was a ton of variety, right? Did you want sand in rocks? Did you want sand in open flat fields? Or did you want the occasional nice oasis kind of areas? Uh so that was kind of one of my ta- one of the things I didn't really like about it. Like we said, makes it an easy game to make visually. Oh yeah, right. You just copy and paste sand a hundred million times. Yeah, and but I I love I love the combat. I love the customization. I liked the story. I loved the character. I liked the, the like I said. I mean I I never realized how much I loved having a horse in a game that I could just ride around on. Uh, that has become one of my new favorite things is like a living companion. Yeah, I've, I've noticed this red dead redemption Two. I can't stop playing that. I love that. I love just riding around on the horse. I, it, same thing with the next assassin's creed. It's just, there's something about it that just, I think is a lot of fun, but I've always really liked that mentality of it's me and my vehicle kind of sort of thing. Mad max is not a very good game, but the part that kept me going back to it was, I have a car that is mine and I can customize it. And it's me and my car against the whole world kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm for the most part, I would definitely say this is easily top five, easily top five Assassin's Creed, probably number three. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that Odyssey is two and Black Flag is first. I mean, yeah. Black Flag, Black be Flag is just, it's just so, so hard to be. Yeah. But this is great. But who knows? So from what I was reading, Valhalla may do it. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Valhalla may do it. And this is what gets me excited about Valhalla is mm-hmm. it may do it. I I don't here's my problem. I'm not a huge fan of Viking histor- history. What? I know. They're just cold pirates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that are not nearly as cool as normal Caribbean pilot pirates. I, but um, which is kind of a, you know they're already cold how could they not be cool yeah. Yeah. um but true story i did tell my better half that she came to me and said what assassin's creed game should i play and i said if you want a really good story and don't mind the graphics play one through three because that is the best story overall right there is nothing that beats the... overarching connection yes there's yeah. nothing beats the desmond story 
right? And you have to play one through three to get that. Yep. But but that's not. But that's not a whole lot of them. No, Go and ahead, well, and and but then what I told her because she does care about graphics, I said then start with Origins and then move to Odyssey. So this is a game I recommend to people. It's if you haven't played it yet I, and you like this game, I highly recommend you go play it. You will have a ton of fun, I promise. Yeah, and and of course, if you're looking at playing it in chronological order, this mm-hmm. would be the first game you play. So it's the first one. Yep. yep. <laughs> um. So well, nope. Sorry, scratch that. Odyssey takes place before Origins. Does it? Yep. It was one of the big big things. We'll talk about it more next week. But Odyssey takes place before Origins. So technically, okay. as of right now, you would start with Odyssey because Odyssey takes place in 500-something B.C. Oh, I guess this you're right. This takes place in 400 uh, or 48 or 49, 40 BC. 48 B.C. Yeah, so that makes sense. Technically. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Now yeah. that I think about it, yeah. So, but, but that'll do it for us. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, We hope you guys enjoyed. We'll see you next week. And until then, game game on. on.